Welcome to the South Plains Church of Christ Sermon Podcast. Luke records in his gospel that Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. It makes us ask, what is she meditating on? What, what was she treasuring up? What are all these things? Well, she was treasuring up the nativity. Nativity means a place or a happening of birth. She had just given birth to a baby boy that was the Savior of the world. She was treasuring that, certainly that, that God, God's salvation had come to her, but also the fact that she just had given birth to a little baby boy. But think, was Jesus any less God in the manger, in that feeding trough? Was he any less God in the womb? No. Scripture tells us that Jesus is the same yesterday today, and forever. This baby that Mary wrapped tightly in cloth and laid in a manger is the God of the universe, the Savior she worshipped, was the baby she nursed. The baby she cared for would be the example for her to follow and for all of us to follow. Think about that little toddler following behind Mary, and he is worthy of us all following him. Think about it. Somebody had to change Jesus' diapers. Mary did that. It was her presence in his life that led to him being present in our lives and even present now. When Simeon offered that blessing, when his parents brought eight-day-old Jesus to the temple, he praises and prophesies that Jesus would become a light for revelation to the nations and the glory to Israel. Those are the same thing. A light and the glory of God are the same thing. We see them in different times and how important they are. We think about it more during this time of year when it's darker, but it's true all year long. And he tells Mary in verse 35, a sword will pierce your own soul. We've noted Mary was willing to do the hard things, willing to raise the perfect child. A fun endeavor? I I think not. Even more than that, Mary would experience deep pain. Imagine the agony of standing there and watching her son die on a Roman cross. Yes, she witnessed the manger, the angels. She also stood at the place of execution, Golgotha. When we need care, we often go to mom. Sorry about that, guys. No offense, but... Jesus would have been no different. He would have walked right past Joseph and gone to Mary for the Band-Aid. We don't get Emmanuel without Mary in the story. And these are tender scenes, maybe the kind that you've had or are having with your children or maybe grandchildren. Those moments you remember, you recall, just as any mom does. Mary would have had 
a tough tenderness about her. Reflecting God himself, yes, a mother's tenderness reflects God's tenderness. And we see that in the obscure passage of Isaiah 49, 14, when Zion said, that's Israel, said, The Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. Then the Lord answers, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I've engraved your name on the palms of my hand. The context of that passage is Israel's destruction. They were caught up in all kinds of destruction going on around them. It wasn't a good time at all in Israel. And the people of Israel cry out, God, where are you? Like an infant cries out for his mother as if mom has abandoned him. Israel believed God. They, Israel understood God's plan of restoration, but, but they wanted to feel God's restoration. They, in the moment, they wanted to feel it now. And we find ourselves demanding answers from God, much like a newborn demands attention every two hours. And God responds in this passage the way a loving mother would respond to a crying child. I'll not forget you. I couldn't forget you. I'll never forget you. The God of all creation is compared to a nursing mom. This is a picture, a tender picture of intimacy. And as many of you know personally, the care of a newborn is entirely draining. The infant adds nothing to the relationship. The infant is all take and no give. The mom is all give and adds everything to the relationship. This is the picture of our relationship with God. We really don't add anything. God adds everything. Our God, as we've just sang, is perfectly sacrificial so that even motherhood, even motherhood is inadequate to explain it. As Isaiah 49, 15 points out, even if these forget, though she may forget, I will not forget you. Some parents fail. In fact, all parents fail to some degree, their children. We, we will fail our own children. And as good as moms are, the point is that God is even better. Look at what God says in verse uh, 16. See, I have inscribed you, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. This is the most intimate picture of all, that we are engraved on the palms of God's hands. In the near, ancient Near East, at this time, there were tattoos the tattoos would be the tattoo of a master. It would be the master's name tattooed on the servant or the slave. Never, never the other way around. But God is saying he has our names inscribed on his hands. In fact, the original word is 
is really more than tattoo or inscribed. It's more of a chisel. Our names are chiseled on his palms as with a spike. And any of us who know the good news story see the very tender moment that this is as it describes the image of a spike and we see a different picture of a spike passing through his hand. Sounds brutal, but it's actually very tender. A tender image of God and what God does for us. A perfect picture of love and sacrifice that Jesus makes for us that we've celebrated in the communal meal just earlier. Because Jesus experienced the brutality, more than that, the weight of sin itself on the cross so that you can feel the tenderness of God. In fact, as the story is told of the cross in John 19, 28, Jesus cries out, I am thirsty. It's a horrific picture of execution. And Jesus' mother is right there. This caring mother who's been with Jesus from the very beginning birthed him, carried him, walked alongside him throughout his ministry, actually. And, and here she is now, her son on the cross, crying out, I'm thirsty. And imagine the emotion that would go through her. This caring mother, Mary, would have done anything to quench her son's thirst just as all of you would do with your children. But now she's at a moment where she must, what she must do is stand in the shadow of that cross where her sins were dealt with. Remember what Simeon told Mary in Luke 2? A sword will pierce your own soul. She saw that piercing, and she felt that deeply. But the story doesn't end with the cross. We celebrate the advent, which means the coming, the birth of Christ, the incarnation, God in the flesh. We celebrate that, and we celebrate the crucifixion of Christ. But the story doesn't end with his death. And Mary's story doesn't end here at the cross. We find her again in the book of Acts, chapter 1, gathered in the upper room with the other apostles. Jesus has been resurrected from the grave and has ascended to the Father, sitting on his, his throne. And in that room, they all await their instructions. And eventually they're told that as they go about their life, they are to do good as Jesus has done good. And to share the good message of Jesus with anyone who would hear. That mission given them is the mission we have today as his followers. Mary, yes, Mary was one of the first missionaries. Her son had comforted her, died for her, and now she would bring this message of God's tender comfort to a dying world that was dying to hear it. And we can hear, we can hear her say something like, let me tell you about God's Son. Because the Advent story is one of tender love, one of vulnerability, one of intimacy. God as an intimate, 
uh, as an infant, as a human child, that leaves us with this message. If you're willing to accept Jesus for who he is, then he's willing to accept you despite who you are. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you, God, that that the silent night came, that that holy night came. It it may have been calm. We're not sure, but we, we do know that it's not calm in our lives right now. There's chaos and there's sin. There are problems and there are issues. There's stuff going on. And in this moment, as we sing this final song together, will you calm the chaos in our lives? We thank you for the light that Jesus is to all the peoples of all the world, the glory that he brings. May we see the light of Jesus clearly today ourselves. Lord, this is your day. We may be celebrating together as family. We we may be having friends from out of town. We may, we may have rushed here this morning to get here on time. But this is your moment, Lord. I pray that the people in this room may reflect your light into the world as we continue with our lives. May you be glorified, Lord Jesus, who lives and reigns with the Father in the unity of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. As you sing this last song with us together, think about, think about the words you sing. And remember, it's good news. It's good news. If you don't know Jesus, some of us will be here standing around afterwards. Let's talk. We'd love to share. Let's stand together as we sing. Thanks for listening. To stay up to date on news and other events, visit southplains.org. We also extend special thanks to our countless volunteers who make all of our ministries possible. And remember, engage, lead, and celebrate others.